0: Hey, there's lots of sources out there that talk about Google reviews, but why don't you listen to a couple of users of Clinic Gym Connect who talk about how easy it can be to get Google reviews through text messaging. Remember, texts get opened five times more than emails. So if you're sending requests for Google reviews, man, oh man, is it worth your time to send it via text? Here's Mark and Carson talking about their experience using Clinic Gym Connect.
1: We have a automation setup where it sends them a text responding to it saying, hey, thanks for your feedback. Would you mind sharing that in the form of a Google review? Leave the uh, link in there. It's a simple click. And we've seen some success with that. Out of the nine and tens, I would say it's about 25% leave Google reviews. We had one patient a couple of weeks ago who you know, wasn't really warm when they came in. We sent them through the new patient campaign, sent them a picture, made it easy for them to get here, seemed fine at checkout. And then I go and get a notification that night that they left us a five star Google review so I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that so it just shows that you know you never know how everybody's gonna react on my calls when I originally pick up the phone oh why you why'd you choose us? what brought you here? I've gotten a handful that say no well on'm Google seen a bunch of good things being sent so that's one of the first things I look at and it made it easy for us to pick you
0: so just like that, you can collect a bunch of text message based Google reviews now Mark and Carson have done a great job of this, but I have to tell you, we have another user who sent out a boatload of requests and in one week and got 64 new Google reviews. I mean, talk about success. So if you're interested in those kind of numbers, check out clinicgymconnect.com. Again, that's clinicgymconnect.com, or email me and be happy to set up a demo for you. Thanks a lot. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley and this is Clinic Gym Radio where we talk about the Clinic Gym Hybrid Model which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, as always, Dr. Josh Satterley. Today, there is no guest, just a fired up version of me because I just got done with yet another consulting call and I am going bonkers here. I was reminded in this call, another call about five days ago, about a term that one of my high school, one of the most influential people in my whole life was my high school football coach, Steve Haggerty. He took a program uh, when I was a freshman. He was his first year and my school, a tiny little high school called Paraclete High School in California, Lancaster, California. It was a Catholic school. Uh, We played CIF, which is a California version of divisions. We played Division 10, which is the smallest division before it turns into seven-man football. Anyways, uh, Steve Haggerty came in and absolutely revolutionized the program. We hadn't won a game in like the three years prior. And by my senior year, we were playing in the semifinals for championship. The following year after I graduated, they did go to the championship. They did win. And those cats had a ring. I was, was super exciting for them. A little frustrating for me because, you know, every year we help build that program. But I would say that Coach Haggerty was one of the most influential people in my life. And he hit me with this question three different times in my football career. My uh, non-illustrious football career I was not very good. I was big, but I was slow. And Coach Haggerty asked me, what the hell are you trying to do here? And he would ask it at the right moment. When I had just done something that I thought was in my best intentions and the best intentions of the team, but in fact was not. And he would stop me, and I can picture it in my head. He would grab my face mask. I would look at them and say, what the hell are you trying to do here, Satterly? What are you trying to do? And it snapped me out of it and helped me see the bigger picture. And that's one of the things that is absolutely driving me nuts right now is I guess I have failed through this podcast and through my consulting to help people see the bigger picture of what a clinic gym is all about. So I want to share that with you right now, but I got to start with this thought of what the hell are you trying to do? And I can remember Coach Haggerty asking me this. We were playing a team that was notorious for having a tough defense. I'm sorry. They had a very tough offensive line, and I was playing uh, defensive tackle. And he said, we have to break free. We have to break in there. You're the biggest guy. You have got to crush their offensive line. And I said, okay. So we're playing in the game and uh, against them. And on the first play, the uh, the (laughs) offensive lineman uh, looked at me, and pointed off my left shoulder and said, we're running right there. And this is like the opening drive of the game, and I was like, the hell you are. And the next thing I can remember is I was staring up at the starry sky, because that dude had put me on my butt. And they guess where they ran the play? Right off my left shoulder. So anyways, I just got a hair up my butt, and I decide I will m- now must kill this man uh, in front of me, and I will kill him through aggressive, defensive play. So I proceed to drive him backward, and I drive him backwards probably three plays in a row, and I was just getting more fired up every time. And finally on the fourth play, I push them back, and I I push him back into his quarterback. His quarterback peels off left, and I continue pushing this guy back, and finally this guy falls down. And I push him into the ground. We're 15, 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and I'm just super excited, like, hey, I beat you. You freaking ran over me once, and now I've crushed you. I've driven you back. You're going to now kowtow to me. And uh, I hear the whistles blow, so I run over to, the, the, uh, <laughs> to our, our sideline, and Coach Haggerty grabs me by the face mask and says, Satterly, what the hell are you trying to do? I said, coach, you said to block that guy. You said that they had a tough offensive line and to drive him back, you know, and I just did it. I drove him into the ground. Like, what more do you want from me, coach? Like, I did exactly what you asked. And he took his arm and turned my head, with, turned my head by using my face mask and pointed at the scoreboard that now reflected six additional points. The whistles had blown because they had made a touchdown. And in all the time I had spent driving this cat to the ground, what I didn't realize is... They had peeled left, thrown the ball for a touchdown. But I was so focused on driving this single lineman to the ground that I didn't see any of that. And although I did, quote-unquote, the right thing, which was push this guy back, I did the wrong thing in the fact of I created this huge hole. I blew out. I didn't offer containment. I probably could have sacked the quarterback because I was literally on top, like right next to him. I didn't sack him. He rolled out. And because I was wrestling with this other offensive line, it basically created a screen so my defensive end couldn't come in and get to the quarterback either. So in doing the quote-unquote right thing, I had completely bungled the play, given them six points, and he asked me, what the hell are you trying to do? And it sticks with me today. And so I wanted to share a couple what the hell are you trying to do stories with you guys, and I'm sorry, uh, my kids remind me that the H-E, double hockey sticks word can be a little offensive, but I'm going to use it for colorful language here. So if you got kids in the car, maybe listen to this podcast a little later. But here's the deal. I have seen this a few times, and I want to just bring this up. So about two years ago, here's my first story. About two years ago, I was teaching an SFMA course. And I love the SFMA because it's just a systematic breakdown, and it tells you when you get to the end. It tells you the joint you need to focus on. It identifies the motion that you need to create or or uh, mobilize or stabilize for, whatever, but you know the joint, you know the direction, you know the motion you're trying to create, <clears throat> and it's super clear. The problem w- is that sometimes in those SFMA courses, we got people coming out of uh, not having a diagnostic approach, so when it comes to solutions, they kind of have gotten into this mode of just, you know, one size fits all. This is what I do when people have lower extremity anything, right? I just do this move. And it's like, well, no move works for everybody. So I can clearly remember about two years ago. Now, man, with COVID, it's probably three or four years ago because the last two years have blended together. But we do a case study at the end of the class, get all the way through, and it's absolutely clear that the person, the case study that we're working on, needs left hip internal rotation. It is a hip issue. Hip doesn't internally rotate, and that is by far the biggest joint restriction we see, Right. So I ask for any volunteers, and I say, all right, we know this person has a hip issue, left hip issue. We know we need internal rotation. Who's got a great move for it, right? And this gentleman volunteers. He says, I'll I'll do it, and lays the patient down. The gentleman was a chiropractor and a very nice guy, but he highlighted this issue of what the hell are we trying to do here? We knew we needed left hip internal rotation. This guy lays the patient down, does a side posture adjustment where it's clear that his line of drive is through the left side of L4, and he's forcing the spine into extension. And I stopped him, and I said, what are you trying to do here? What do we know we need? And he said, we need the left hip to internally rotate. I said, right. So what are you doing? And he said, I'm adjusting their hips. And I I said, okay, stop for a second. He's got the patient in side posture. And I said, where is your hand? He said, on their spine. Right. What side of their spine? Left side. Guess, give me a guesstimate a at which level you're on. He said, left side L4. Fantastic. If you thrust your hand where you are towards there, you go posterior to anterior, like you are doing, what will occur? And he said, an adjustment. I said, great. What joint will mobilize? And he said, the left hip. I said, okay, step back for a second and look at where your hand is. Look at what's going on here. You're six inches away from the left hip. And pushing where you're pushing, there is no access point where I, I know the anatomy will allow that hip to go into internal rotation. And he stops for a second and looks at me and says, oh, my God, you're right. I I guess I don't have a good hip mob or you know adjustment. And he steps away from the, the case study patient, and he comes over next to me. And, and I go, anybody else have anything? And um, there was a PT in class who says, I think I have one and ends up doing like a, um, a mulligan belt mobilization that worked well. At the end of that class, that guy that had set up came up to me and said, you know what's weird? I never realized why I was doing certain moves. Until we got to that point and I did the wrong move, I never realized why we do specific moves. I just kind of lumped things together. And I was like, yes, you get it. You understand the problem now. And this is the beauty of the SFMA. It's going to drive you and tell you to hit the exact right joint in the right direction. It's going to tell you if this is a mobility problem or a stability problem. It's going to identify those things for you. And all that this gentleman needed to do after that is once he got great at the SFMA is look at his current toolbox and say, where do I have holes in my toolbox? Oh, I don't know any mobilizations for the hip. All I know is the spine. Fantastic. Your next CEU course should be about mobilizations of the hips, right? That's, it's easy to find what course you should take next. Maybe you should take a Mulligan course next, or you should take, um, you know, uh, what's that company? Uh, James Dunning's course where they teach manipulation and stuff. Great. It's super clear now, right? But I could see the lights go on in his eyes because he realized now what the hell he was trying to do. He had the same feeling I had when I realized I pushed that lineman into the ground and gave up points, right? So that's the first one. So then fast forward. This happened to me a year ago. It happened to me about five days ago. And I had a client that calls and they say, man, I'm starting a clinic gym hybrid. Cool. Let's talk about it. And he said, yeah, man, I'm really excited. This is, you know, the next level for my my practice. This is where I'm going to go. Right on. He goes, yeah. So I bought a squat rack. And I said, great what are you trying to do? And he said, trying to build a clinician hybrid, man. Yeah. Okay. Are you just, and I'm asking him, do you just offer rehab or do you want fitness classes as well? And he said, yeah, I want to do some, some, yeah, man, fitness classes. And I said, okay, why'd you buy the squat rack? And he gives me the response that a lot of people give me, which is because man, I love doing squats. I love barbell work. I want a squat. I've always wanted a squat rack. And I think, fantastic. How much space do you have? And he responds, he has 600 square feet. So again, I ask him, what the hell are you trying to do here? What is it that you want to do? And he says, I want to build a clinic gym hybrid. And I'm thinking in my mind. All right. So you want to have fitness classes where you offer memberships. And that means we need to have four to six people in the room at a time, right? He agrees with me. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And to do this, we need small groups working out many times a day, like three times a day, right? Yes. Okay, and how many squat racks can you fit in your room? The answer, one. Just the one I have now. And I say, great. How the hell are we going to work out four to six people on one squat rack? Are we just going to do six sets where one person gets to work in the squat rack at a time? Or what are we going to do here? And he... Go silent for a second. Well, I, I guess I never thought about that. I know, but the question is, what the hell are we trying to do here? And so many times people are like, I want to build a clinic gym hybrid, so I bought squat racks. So now I'm at the point, me, Josh Sederly, I'm like, I hate squat racks, not because I don't think they're a great training tool. I spent my entire college career freaking training for Olympic weightlifting. Like, I know squat racks, I love squat racks, I've used squat racks. Well, I guess I've used them enough to hate them from a training standpoint, but like I have squatted well over 400 pounds multiple times for multiple aggressive singles on squat racks. I know what they're all about. However, what are we trying to do in a clinic gym hybrid is something different than that. We are not trying to have a squat rack to use for ourselves. We're trying to set up a fitness facility where we can run small group classes and make some membership money. Membership money means that we can have a trainer come in, train four to six people at a time. We have this additional revenue stream that comes in every month. It's recurring, it's membership based, it's it's magical. So if we have 20 members, 25, 30, and I think this guy in 600 square feet can have about 50 to 60 members, okay? Let's say that he's getting 200 bucks a month. So 50 members at 200 bucks a month. What's 50 times 200 is five times 200? So he's going to get $10,000 a month, right? Am I doing my math? I think it's $10,000 a month. $10,000 a month on membership revenue where he doesn't have to do the work. But instead of setting that up as a physical limit, like as a physical space where we have multiple sets of say kettlebells instead of one stupid squat rack. And by the way, you also need barbells, which take up space. You also need bumper plates, which take up space. You also need A weight tree, which takes up space. You give up all these things to get your stupid squat rack that doesn't serve the end goal. So what are we trying to do here? We're trying to build a space for small group classes of four to six people. Okay? And I know I'm getting fired up here, but I just want people to understand this. So he could get that $10,000 in revenue by setting up a facility where he can have small group classes, have a trainer come in and train those people, he can be at home. He could be in Hawaii, for God's sakes, vacationing with his family when that $10,000 runs in every month reliably, but instead, what he's setting up is a situation where he will use this squat rack he loves at the end of a long day when he hasn't quite made the money he wants to make, when there's no other option for revenue, when he's not seeing the numbers he wants cuz he's not setting up a membership situation cuz he's not setting up the facility to allow for that and yet he can do squats until he's tired and you know his the burning anger inside of him about not making enough money and not having a big enough business will be gone i guess once you get under the bar enough yes a squat rack can pre- prepare you and give you that cleansing feeling of a clear mind after you've struggled against heavy weights but In 600 square feet, it is not going to get us what we want. So I ask you, what the hell are you trying to do here? Are you trying to build a fitness program or are you trying to build your own personal gym? One of those will make money. The other won't. Okay? All right. Last thing. I had a consult call with a guy, maybe this is about nine months ago. And it drives me absolutely nuts when I hear this. But this guy, I wanted to scream into the phone. I asked him, what are you trying to do? I want to build a clinic gym hybrid. Great. What are you doing? I'm currently selling my my patients into memberships. I was taken aback. I was like, what? That's awesome. Nobody ever says that on the first call. You're incredible. You're amazing. Good luck to you. How can I help you? He says, yep, but I don't have enough money to hire a trainer. I said, okay, well, let's talk about that. How many hours a week are you offering these membership classes? And he said, right now, I'm selling a membership for my current patients and they get unlimited one-on-one workouts with me. Now, anybody that's listening right now should realize this guy is selling a membership to unlimited one-on-one workouts. It's going to fill up your calendar with these training sessions, which means you won't have money. You won't be making money in your clinic from treating patients. So I asked him, and let's just say his name is, I don't know, I'll make up something, Alan. Alan, what the hell are you trying to do here? He said, I'm trying to build up memberships. I said, great. I love it. You're amazing. You're having – so many things are right here. How many memberships? And he says, well, I did the numbers, and if I can have 25 memberships, that will get me where you know I want to be. Fantastic. Uh, let's do small group training. And he says, no, I don't really like that. My patients don't like that. Um, I really want to keep it one-on-one. I said, okay. Alan, let's think about this. How full is your schedule? And he said, it's very full. And what is it full of? Training clients. Great. And how much do they pay? They pay $150 a month for unlimited training sessions. I said, Alan, run the numbers. That's just not going to work out. You're just going to, you're actually going to lose money doing this situation. You have to move to a small group situation. You have to, or you're going to run out of money. I said, what's your average visit? And he said, oh, I collect about $73 uh, on average. I said, so in an hour, you could do one of these unlimited trading sessions for $150 for the entire month or spend 15 minutes and make $73. And you could do that four times in the same hour. So you're talking about $280, $290 versus one twelfth of $150, which is what, $14? And he's like, well, I just want to keep selling the training memberships. And he was like, it was blowing my mind. I'm like, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to go broke? What the hell are you trying to do? If you're trying to go broke, you're on the right page. If you're trying to build a business, we have to look at these numbers and we have to set up a situation where we can have those people come in. As an aside, don't ever sell an unlimited membership, please. Maximum like four times a week. All right. And then you can give people coupons for like one free additional workout for the month or something. But please don't do unlimited. It just, it's horrible. Um, Creates a bunch of different problems. Anyways, it's, I'm like, what are you trying to do? So I run the numbers with him and I say, so it looks like the best approach here is hire a trainer to train your clients. You continue to work as a, in the clinic, the clinic looks like it's going to produce some good money. Your trainer will start to collect uh, some more money. Your rent doesn't go up at all. No other expense goes up except the payroll for the trainer. And if he's only working three to four hours a week, I'm sorry, three to four hours a day at uh, 20 bucks an hour, let's just guesstimate that's 60 to 80 bucks a day. But what you're telling me is you can bring in an additional $300 a day with this training session. Great, the math works out. And his response I just don't want to pay the payroll. And again, I ask, what the hell are you trying to do here then? You are actively going broke by setting up this horrible financial situation where you have a known profit, profitable business in the clinic and you have a bunch of people. He was telling me that when he offers this membership, he has a take rate of over 50%. That is huge. Everybody's going, oh yeah, I want that because that sounds like a way better deal. Of course they are. It's an irresistible offer, but it's being implemented the wrong way. So you have to run the numbers and make sure they make sense but so many times I run into this that people have such a microscopic view. And listen, I'm bitching about this with people. I do this in my own life. I don't want you to think that I think I'm above this. I have a short sighted view on many things, which is why I try and bounce ideas off my team, off my wife, uh, you know, join masterminds and all that stuff because we all need that because we have to figure out in the biggest sense, what the hell are we trying to do here? So, I would challenge you. Like what the hell are you trying to do? If you want to build a clinic gym hybrid, why do you want to do it? What's the end goal? Is it that you want this membership-based thing? You got a, you got two people working for you in your clinic, right? They're you, uh, they're amazing associates and or CAs. They're seeing patients left and right. You have an amazing fitness program bolted onto the end of that. So it's making 10, 15, 20 grand a month in memberships. Your clinic is making another 20 grand. And then there's, uh, besides the memberships, there's also people paying for one-on-one sessions, whether their insurance coverage ran out or they just want individualized sessions in your gym. So you have this third stream of revenue that's between five and 10 grand and you want to get it to 50 grand a month, which is completely capable with 1500 square feet total clinic and gym. That's totally possible, but you just need to step back and figure out what are the big things to get us there rather than buying a squat rack, rather than Doing the wrong treatment on people or the wrong joint rather than setting up a math equation that does not work in your favor. But just figure out what the hell are you trying to do here. And if once you figure that out, feel free to send me an email and I'm happy to discuss things with you. We'd love to work with people who are very clear on what they want because they get there very fast. So with that, I will end this podcast. Uh, I just wanted to hop on and talk about this because it was driving me nuts. And this question of what the hell are we trying to do is so important in business. So speaking of what the hell are we trying to do, I am trying to run a live event, a clinic gym hybrid live event. And it looks like we're teaming up with Parker University, who I think is doing the most incredible uh, method of driving the chiropractic profession forward. Now, we're going to do a seminar at Parker University. looks like May 21st and 22nd. One day will be all about the business model and making it profitable. Second day will be about advanced rehab and exercise strategies. What is it that we actually do for the people? How do we do it? How do we implement it? So it's a two-day seminar there in Dallas. It's probably going to be about $500 per person. Okay, If you are an Accelerator member, you get a discount. So hit me up when you see the registration for this. But it's going to be $500. Um, There's going to be a VIP option with some private coaching as well. But uh, yeah, block out May 21st and 22nd, Dallas, Texas, at the Parker Fit facility at Parker University. It's an absolutely incredible gym. We're going to have the top-notch equipment, and it's going to be a freaking hoot. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and that is open to, by the way, chiropractors, physical therapists, strength coaches. doesn't matter. As long as you're in the clinic gym hybrid model, we'd love to have you there. So uh, we're putting together registration. We're finalizing some details, but I want to get it out there and start talking about it. With that, final thoughts. Just ask yourself every once in a while, what the hell am I trying to do here? Okay, and it will clarify things for you. And if you need any more clarity, feel free to reach out to me. Um, love to work with you. We have courses, and we have uh, we're going to start selling a, a membership that will include all the coursework we have, and we have this podcast. We have a bunch of information. But any way we can support you in this journey, let us know. With that, I am Dr. Josh Satterly saying, "Go out there." Maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. Got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy
1: to your patients.